Everyone starts their morning a little differently, but for those that like to kick the day off with a delicious breakfast, there's McDonald's. Here's to making your morning routine a little bit better with a sausage biscuit and hash browns at McDonald's for only $1.50. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Welcome to Spiritual and Empowerment Living with international speaker, spiritual mentor, and best-selling author, Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Hello and welcome, spiritual trailblazers. Tia Johnson here, and I am so thrilled to be speaking with you today. So before we jump into our topic with our awesome guest, as I like to start each and every podcast, let's make time for gratitude, okay? Even if you're like, Tia, yeah, you've been saying this forever, the thing is, it's a nice reminder because life happens over and over and over again where we get caught up in so many things. So let's take a deep breath, slow things down a little bit, and the first thing that comes to your mind, say thank you for it. Even if it's a negative thought, that ability to acknowledge what happened, say what you can muster up the energy to do what you have to do to move on, that's something to be thankful for, the acknowledgement part. Okay, so each and every day, Focus on gratitude. Say it out loud. Say it to yourself. Share it with people, but just make sure you make time for gratitude. So if you want your voice to be known, you want to make a comment, you have a question, there are several ways you can make this happen. You can go to my Instagram page, which is Tia underscore Johnson underscore. You will see an icon there, and the description will say, new podcast episode alert. You can post there. You can say, hey, Tia, uh, you know, I heard this. Um, I thought about that. Let it be known. Okay. The second way, old school, send me an email, podcast at tiamariejohnson.com. So I am going to introduce our guest here, and we're going to get to know her, and she's going to tell us some hardcore facts about numbers, what we need to know. So Leticia Johnson is a licensed financial coach, author, speaker, and host of Wealth and Wellness Network Radio. Through her brand, Wealth and Wellness, she is leading the charge of helping communities through various programs that teach the mechanics of wealth and promote overall well-being. Most recently, she traveled to Ghana and West Africa to teach businesswomen how to create substantial businesses, build capital, and increase their net worth. You can learn more about Leticia at LeticiaJohnson.com. No worries if you're just like, wait, I didn't catch it, because the link will be in the description for this episode. And Leticia is going to teach us about numbers all entrepreneurs need to know because November is National Entrepreneurship Month. Leticia, welcome. Thank you so much, Tia. I'm super excited to be here today. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. I am super excited for you to, you know, 
show us some tough love with these numbers. You know, we, as your bio was saying, you know, we were actually in Africa, and guys, I was taking down some mental notes. So Leticia is she is she is like the mama and the aunt that that's like, honey, let me talk to you for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I take that as a sign of endearment. I do. <laughs> I'm I'm super excited to be amongst your audience today because this topic is so serious and a lot of times we especially as women, we don't want to take the hardcore look at this topic, this issue of our personal finance. And when it comes to business, uh, everything that we do, whether it's saving, whether it's spending, whatever, it plays a major role in our business. So um, how we handle our finances personally, it spills over into our business life. So uh, just to give you all a little background about me, I, um, I went to Temple University in Philadelphia, graduated with a degree in broadcasting and mass communication. Totally had no idea I would turn into the financial services world, but I knew I was an entrepreneur very early on. Um, so I started working in the broadcast field, working in news, and at the time, I was actually generating my own personal wealth as I was moving up the corporate ladder. But as I started to get these funds, I also started to have the money flow through my hands like water. <laughs> So I started to, as I grew up in my career and I became uh, an entrepreneur, I started to work on my personal finances. And one thing that I learned over, over the course of that journey is that women in particular, um, business women, we, ha we tend to not really take responsibility for our own personal finances. And let's talk about it. For example, um, let's let's go back in time. Um, so I know most of us were were the new millennial women. We're 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 maybe mothers. We're maybe we're maybe um, career women at the same time. Maybe we were wives. All of that. Um, but if you just go by uh, back a few decades ago, you know the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. A lot of times we were so dependent on the male the not dominance taking taking the control of the finances. So when we started to jump into the workforce, it was almost like culture shock because we were never taught about how to take care of our finances. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is that people use money every single day, right? Think about it. Money is used as an exchange for trade, right? Currency. But we don't really get taught how to use our finances in grade school, which is ironic, and even on the college level. So here we are, entrepreneurial women turning turning into building these businesses, and we don't even have basic foundation. We don't even understand just the basic principles of money and how it works. So that's what I'm here to do is basically give you some tools to help you kind of start to retrain your mind around money and then start implementing those principles in your daily lives and then so you can build a global empire. <laughs> That's what I'm here to help you do today. 
Yeah, I I really love that because it, it is interesting how, especially women, we just aren't taught certain things, and then we start a business. And out of all the scary things that we look to accomplish, it seems like money becomes last. <laughs> and I realized that you said how you generated your personal wealth. And I, I was thinking, man, I remember when I first started, I was scared because I had to work with a couple of hundred dollars at the time. And I had to really figure out where do I put my money. So what are some of the basic principles that you have for women out there so they know where to put their money in their business? Absolutely. Now, I I do suggest that everyone has uh, reach out to a a financial advisor or a licensed financial coach because everyone's different. You want to customize a plan that's best for you because it's not one size fits all. But in order to get yourself on the straight and narrow, I like to call it, or the path to the path to financial success, you want to do at least three things. So one, you definitely want to pay yourself first. Now, I know it's cliche. You've probably heard it before. But here's what I mean by paying yourself first. So um, I, I like to do something called put things into buckets. So I'm going to use me for an example. So a lot of times when people associate paying themselves first, they take into account just retirement. They think of long term. But paying yourself first, it really is about paying yourself first. So before you're you gotta think about your 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 assets and your liabilities. So before your liabilities, which are your bills, your expenses, come out of whatever income you generate, you want to make sure you set aside a portion to pay yourself. So that's so in an example, I'm gonna use myself. I have buckets. So I, I like to make sure that you have at least three buckets. There's a short term, um, midterm and a long term. So before Visa, MasterCard, Verizon, whoever I am paying my bills to uh, gets my money, I make sure that a portion goes into one of my three buckets. So short term, I have an emergency fund. You want to make sure you at least have three to six months of your monthly expenses reserved. Okay, I call it the reserved, okay? You want to make sure you have three to six months reserved just in case an emergency happens. So, for an example, do you know your number? <laughs> because before you can start saving that emergency fund, you need to know what are your monthly expenses every, you know, every month, or you can even do it weekly. So, again, you want to start out with that emergency fund. Um, midterm, that can be something uh, within two to five years. So if it's building a house, uh, 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 buying a house, or you want to start a family, you want to put a portion aside for that. And then three, the long term is retirement, because let's be all honest here. We cannot depend on Social Security or the government to come through for us or even um you know, pensions and things of that nature because sometimes they they no longer exist like they used to. So we have to take control and be responsible for our own future, and we have to make sure that we're putting some money aside. So like I said, there's three things. So, again, pay yourself first is one, and those three buckets fall under pay yourself first. Number two, you want to make sure that you protect 
your wealth generation um, legacy. So what do I mean by that? Most people do not have income protection. And here's what I mean by income protection. If something was to happen to you, all right, and you're responsible for your family, you're responsible for your business, how long would your family or your business be able to live on if you were not around to be the breadwinner? Just think about that. So what you want to do is make sure that you get the proper term life insurance to protect your generational wealth, okay? That is income protection. A lot of times people just think about life insurance when it comes to a funeral arrangement. But really, after the funeral, and I know these are conversations we don't like to have because people don't want to think about death, but let's be honest. We all have to move on in life at, at some point in time. So after the funeral happens, the family still has to live on. Your business still has to run. You have There are expenses and bills and different things that is going to be left for your family or your business partner, et cetera. So you want to make sure that you have the proper income protection, and that's term life insurance. And three, you always want to educate yourself educate yourself and this should actually be number one because financial literacy is one of the most powerful uh, skill sets you could ever possess and it's so ironic that most people have no knowledge of how money even works um, from using a checkbook to understanding where to put their money, what vehicle to put their money in, to understand how a bank works, to understanding interest and APR. And I know this is, may sound like some of the lingo may sound foreign, but it is it is imperative that you learn about money. It's imperative. And if I could suggest a, a, a book to your listeners, um, one of the books that I started reading early on in my career when I started to get my finances in order, was Women and Money by, um, uh, she is, uh, uh, everyone knows who she is. She's on CNBC, it's called Women and Money, and uh, you have to get that book. You have to get that book. You have to get it. Is that um, it will Susie Orman, yes. Um, I'm so sorry. Her name escaped me for a second, but I love her. Um, and I like her. I like the book because it gets straight to the point. And it also talks about women. It, it, it kind of puts it in perspective to women. It helps us talk about um, our emotional aspects around money, too, because that plays a, a role in our money story. And I suggest that everyone listening to this podcast get that book, most definitely. Thank you. I will add that also to the show notes. Um, now, that that is very, very important. Um, so several things that just stuck out in my mind and blew my mind. Well, I, I love how you said the buckets. Um, and I, I was wondering, do you have an Excel spreadsheet where you break down your expenses? Because I, I have one, but I feel like I can do better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when I first kind of got started in this, um, I really didn't like the whole budget idea, <laughs> but I realized I needed to do it. So I start. I personally start out with an Excel spreadsheet. 
I'm, you can literally Google it online, um, just budget templates. Um, if you have like Google uh, spreadsheet, like if you go on Google and you do Google Sheets, they have templates. Um, if you have Microsoft Office, you can get templates there. I started there because they already had calculators, so I just punched in the um, what the item was and the money and you know what I'm whatever my expenses were, and then it calculated it for me. But what I would really suggest, and um, I would love to offer this to your audience, is um, sitting down with a licensed uh, financial professional like myself. So I actually have something called a financial needs analysis, and it really breaks down. Um, basically what that is is a fancy term for a financial GPS. So what I do is what my clients say is I find out where they are currently and where they're and what are their goals and dreams and aspirations. Hmm. And with that, um I, I'm able to use that information and teach them how to get there based off of what their current situation is and what they need to do in order to reach their goals. So what I offer is a, a financial um, a needs uh, analysis for my clients, and basically it breaks down the numbers. It, it will tell you how much you would need to save in order to hit your um, a financial independence number. It will let you know how much of a shortfall you are if you're on the same track. It will let you know where you can cut expenses, where you can um, create assets. It really breaks things down in a very simple, simplistic way. And it makes it easier for the person who's a novice or who's nervous or who's um, unfamiliar. So I would definitely um, suggest that I'm, I'm more than happy to, what I would like to offer to your audience is um, setting up a complimentary game plan with me. Um, I would, we can, we can talk about what that, what that looks like. And I would love to help you kind of strategize a game plan for your future so you know where you're going and um, what you need to do in order to get there. Awesome. And can they go to your website to reserve a time? Absolutely. If you go to LaticiaJohnson.com and you go to uh, uh, Meet Leticia, you'll see it right in the, uh, in the, at the top of the page. You can schedule a time there with me, and I would love to speak more with you and see how I can help you become financially independent. Boom. There you go. Love it. And I also want to say that this is a time for people to be brutally honest with themselves. And, you know, it's, it's okay for you to look at your numbers and think, oh, I spent a lot of money, you know, on food. Because the thing is, it's not about beating yourself up. It's really just looking at the numbers and, and think about, okay, where can you improve because once you're able to look at that, it's like looking at us, our, our landscape, okay? You can literally see your mango. This is why credit card companies and debit card uh, companies can look at your history and say, oh, okay, this doesn't fall in line with her pattern. This must be identity fraud. Right. So it's okay to Absolutely. look at the bigger picture. We just got to figure out what needs to be cut out and how, how we can change our, our game plan. So, Leticia, how, how often is it that people are baffled by their numbers or just downright scared? Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it's more common than uh, you would actually think. 
because this is this is for a lot of people it's not um it's not a habit you know we don't talk about these types of things just think about it if you go to a party or a networking event think about the conversations you have you know there's like two things you don't talk about you don't talk about politics and personal finances (laughs) you just don't talk about those Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. so it can be very daunting to really one open up about what's going on and then two to actually see for yourself what's actually happening because a lot of times we we kind of guess we think we know but it's not until we do something called tracking where we find out so what i like to suggest to to those who are just really starting to focus on make changing their financial lifestyle is um do tracking and start out small it's like going to the gym you don't just want to you haven't been to the gym in years so you just decide to go in and you're going to bench press 100 pounds and you're just going to stay in the gym for two hours no (laughs) you're not going to be successful if you do that right if you go all in you have to take baby steps so just tracking one thing that um I did, and it was the hardest thing I ever had to do, and I suggest that everyone at least try it, it just start out small, is just track your spending for one week. And if one week is a stretch, at least do it for 48 hours. And I mean track every single thing. You can decide to write it down. You can decide that there's tons of apps you can use for this. And track down your spending habits. So if you like to go get coffee in the morning, put that down. If you stopped and got gas today, put that down. If every single day you go out for lunch, sorry, you got to write that down too. (laughs) Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then at the end of the week, at the end of the week, you can see where your spending habits are. And then once you know your numbers, you can figure out where you need to maybe either cut or where you need to make more to, to, um, uh, to make up for that shortfall. But until you track and know your numbers, I said that earlier, until you're able to know your numbers, you're not going to do yourself any good. It's just like in business. If you don't know how much inventory you have, let's say you have a store and you stock up on, let's say, water, for example. If you don't know how much inventory you are, you have, how are you going to be able to serve your clientele when they come through the door, right? Right, it's the right. Same, it's the same scenario. So just start small and just track. And then, like I said, sit down with a licensed um, financial professional because then they can help expedite the, the process and teach you how to do it correctly. I like that. So in, in a lot of um, <clears throat> stories I hear about people who – just crushed it years later. It starts off with, I borrowed a $1,000 from my dad or my boyfriend lent me $500 or something like that. So say someone, you know, they, they are following your plan. They're starting off small. They have buckets. Um, they're investing in long-term retirement. They're the midterm uh, bucket. And they have a little bit of extra capital. What what would you suggest they, they do with that? Because a common uh, question that pops up is, all right, um, I want to invest in Facebook ads or I want to make some type of investment or I want to do self-care. So how, how should they figure out how to divvy up that extra capital once they did their due diligence? Absolutely. So, again, 
know that I sound like a broken record, but the best thing you can do is sit down with a professional. Because the thing mm-hmm. is, um, it's so easy when you have access is to kind of get distracted by the side, the shiny new object. Oh, this is what everyone else is doing, so I'm going to try that. Or, you know, this sounds yes. good, so let's try that. But you want to be very careful about the vehicle in which you invest your energy, time, and money. Because there's a difference between um, investing in something that's an okay investment and something that's a great investment. You can see that over the long haul. So, um, one, you want to definitely get with a professional because it's different for everyone. So I don't want to suggest something so generic because it really is customized to your to your specific need. But if I were to make any suggestion, and, again, I'm not putting out any financial advice or anything like that because, again, um, everyone's different, mm-hmm. but you always want your money to make money for you. So you want to invest in the right vehicle. And one of my favorite things to invest in is mutual funds. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know what mutual funds are, I can tell you this is the return of a mutual fund over the last uh, 60, 70, 80 years have always been between 9 to 12%, even when the market was up and down. Um, It also has... um, professional money manager so you don't have to be responsible for watching the stocks and putting them there you don't have to be all fancy fancy and have a degree in economics also Mm -hmm. you can start with a little investment as little as $25 a month sometimes it's $50 a month and your money can grow exponentially and on top of that when you invest into a mutual fund and again I suggest that you get with a licensed professional to help you with this But when you do invest in a mutual fund, you also are investing in companies that have been proven to be successful. So a lot of times it's Fortune 500 companies or companies that are on the rise or that have a great track record. So then that way your investment is a little bit more protected, unlike going into, you know, like a one-off stock or something like that. But again, I must stress, you want to sit down with a licensed professional because there's nothing like investing in something, just going out on a, a limb because you're unknowledgeable about that. So you definitely want to get with someone who is licensed. Make sure they're licensed, they know what they're talking about, and um, that you can build that trust and ensure that they will help you make the best financial investment. I love that you stress that because – It's so easy for us, and I know even me, I would think like, oh, I wonder what I can do. It's so easy for people to get excited, think, oh, I can Mm -hmm. can totally do this. And I strongly believe that it's great to have a a strong team with you. And and like you said, you, you can alleviate a lot of things because you have a licensed professional. So it may have worked for your friend who knows what he's doing or knows what she's doing, but, <laughs> but, but, but <laughs> that worked for them. Okay. A licensed person. So yeah, stay away from the sound. Actually, I take that back. I don't want to say stay away. Get excited. Calm down. Take a <laughs> breath. You know, let that moment pass because what you don't want is as Leticia was stressing is to 
go to that gym and start bench pressing way more than you're prepared for <laughs> and end up hurting yourself. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> when it comes to the numbers, get help. <laughs> Bottom line, get help. <laughs> but but make sure you're familiar. You educate yourself on some basics so that way you can at least um, have an intelligent conversation. And you're familiar with what this person is doing, right, because you're building trust. This is this is something that's important. It's your livelihood. So you want to make sure you understand what's going on because you don't want to put your future, all of your eggs into somebody else's hands and you have no idea. But a person who is licensed a professional, they know what's going on. They know the markets. They know the trends. They know this is what they do. It's just like Tia as a, a spiritual mentor. She knows, you know. So I, I would go to her or with certain questions and for guidance and not just lend and not just rest on my own um, laurels because that's not my expertise. It's the same, the same scenario. So I, I was talking to a friend the other day about when I first started and um, I was working with a lady in PR and I thought it just sounds so sexy. Like I have a PR person, but I didn't know <laughs> the right questions to ask. And so it left, me uh, with, um, how can I say, I don't want to say a delay, it left me with not being as equipped and as productive as I would have liked to have been. So for someone who is looking for a licensed professional, what are some of the basic questions they can ask that the licensed professional should know to make the person feel comfortable with them? Well, what I would say, anyone who is actually a professional in the field is always putting the client first. Mm -hmm. So when you present yourself to this person who say they're a financial advisor or whatever their title is, they should always be considering where you are first. So one, you want to make sure they're actually licensed. Okay, don't let anyone handle your money and they have no certificate, no license. You want to make sure that you see that and it's evident and they have a track record. That's number one. Number two, you want to make sure that they give you some type of needs analysis. Not that you tell them, okay, I have X amount of dollars right here. What should I do with it? And then they're already putting it somewhere. No, 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 no. You want them to get all deep down in your financial situation. Why? Because they're going to be able to provide you with the best plan. So if you don't have someone who's putting your needs first and who has not showed you a proven track record and that they have the um, the legal documentation to back it up, you want to stare away from them. Run as fast as you possibly can. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's a little bit of the – the scare factor too is I don't want someone else touching my phone. Like, but wait a minute, you have to be a little bit vulnerable, actually all the way vulnerable, <laughs> if you really want this to work, because you're going to develop a relationship with this person. Right, and if I may add one other thing, if you ask questions, so meaning if you're unsure about um, a suggestion that they gave you or advice or something's not making sense, if they're not willing to explain it to you and help you have a level of understanding, then I would steer away from them. Because as a licensed 
a financial coach, my job is to do just that, is to coach you through this thing. It's to not just provide you with just answers, but to coach you through so you are now educated and then you can be able to at some point become financially independent. Does that make sense? So you want to make sure that you're able to be as honest, to ask as many questions and get the answers that you need, the education that you need as well. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So do not feel overwhelmed, okay? <laughs> Money is a very <laughs> important topic that needs to be addressed. And as Leticia and I were talking earlier just before we started this podcast, especially those people who are spiritual entrepreneurs, whether you are uh, someone who is helping people to heal or um, you do tarot cards or you're just in tune with your intuition, but your business is running a, a coffee shop, okay, or, you know, you have your own practice. Price setting, understanding wealth, like all the, the numbers business, that is such a touchy subject for people. And so I really wanted this episode to be about making money your friend, not this, you know, person who you're kind of sort of afraid of, but you just deal with them because you have to. <laughs> I want this to be a good relationship. And I even been putting practices of when I'm home, keeping my pocketbook open to expecting money. You know, just like just tweaking little things, but also, mm-hmm. you know, on, on a tangible, hardcore, tough love look at money you know, being 100% comfortable and, and opening up the conversation with money. You know, did you lose a little bit of money? Okay. Did you gain some money? Okay. But it's good to get that out in the open. And the less we are afraid or, you know, whatever mindset we have about it, like the teacher was saying earlier, you know, women used to depend on men back in the day. So whatever mindset we need to get over Let's get over that because, as Letitia again put it, this is our livelihood. I don't want you to be someone 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road regretting that you never looked at your finances, okay? You don't know what the future is going to hold, and as the saying goes, it's better to invest now than pay later. So, you know, take some time to rewind, hit that little 15-second button to go back or just re-listen to this episode in its entirety and, and, you know, write down some notes. Look at the book. Go to Letitia's website because that's what these people are here for, okay, to help you, all right, to establish a relationship with you. They're going to go through the, I want to buy a car. I want to buy a home. I'm about to plan for children. You know, I want to go on this trip. They are there for you to see that you live a comfortable life. Or if you want to step out of, you know, not being so comfortable, taking a few risks, that's what they're there for. So, Letitia, any final words? Absolutely. That was so good, Tia, and you're so right. And one of the things that I want to mention is that your your view of money and how you spend it and how you save it, however you you interact with money, it actually is a holistic approach to it, right? It's, it's well-being. And what, what I like about this episode is that it really is not just about the mechanics of the wealth, right? I'm teaching you that. I'm sharing that with you. But as Tia was alluding to, it's really about that spiritual aspect as well. 
because what you think about money, your money story, which is a whole nother topic, but your ideas about money, a lot of times that triggers some of your spending habits, some of your, um, the things that, uh, if money is attracted to you and things like that. So what I would advise everyone that's listening, um, of this episode is to really work on your foundation spiritually and your your well-being because that will help you once you start learning the mechanics of wealth you'll start making better decisions and and more decisions that are not just rational or irrational you will actually make decisions that are going to help make you more successful and create that legacy that you want Yes, love it, love it, love it. So, Trailblazers, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out Letitia's website, and I will put that in the notes section of this episode. It's LetitiaJohnson.com. Make sure you check out book uh, Women and Money. That may be my next book. I have a small uh, book club. It's actually me and one other friend. <laughs> And we've been reading a book a month, and so we're, we're reading a book now. So uh, we, we pick books in different genres, so maybe money will be the next one. So I will also put that in the uh, description for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Don't forget to hit the follow button so you can stay up to date with the latest and greatest episodes. I will talk to you guys soon. Many blessings, guys. Many blessings. Bye. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings. Tonight going out is out. Wingstop is up in the flavor of your cruise night in. So get lemon pepper, OG hot, mango habanero, or any of Wingstop's legendary flavors. Introducing Wingstop's Big Night In Bundle. 25 boneless wings and your choice of three craveable flavors and three delicious dips, all for just $15.99. At participating locations, only at Wingstop. Order online at wingstop.com and let DoorDash deliver your flavor. Just choose delivery at checkout and get at it. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA.